Hello, friends, wherever you are, whenever you might be listening. Welcome back to the 23 Podcast. Barker Kern here along with Father Joe Wigman again for the second straight week. Father, how are you doing today? Hello. Good to see you again. Good to see you too, Father. I got some big news for you. Are you ready? Yes. I became a godfather a couple weekends ago. Is that right? Yes, sir. For the I'll first for, for the first time. So my cousin uh, Phil, his wife Stephanie had a beautiful boy uh, named Andrew Michael a couple months ago, and uh, he's uh, now a member of our Catholic faith. So oh, I had the great. the great pleasure of driving out. Uh, Father Jeff allowed me to take the 11 a.m. mass off a couple weeks ago, and I scooted on out to Parma, Ohio, and uh, had nice little baptism there early afternoon, and then came on came on home, and th- that same day was Marissa's birthday, so I was a busy guy. Oh, yeah. I was a busy well, guy. You don't want to forget her birthday. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I, I saw her last of the day, which was which was kind of fitting, I guess, but by that point, I was all tired out from, you know, working and driving four hours and everything, but it was pretty fun. I know the the stereotypical male forgets dates and anniversaries and birthdays. Yeah. But I I, I'm, I know I'm not married. But if I was, I know I would remember. Oh yeah. That's that's just important to me. Oh and yeah. I'm really good. I don't know. I'm not that smart, but I have a good memory for dates. Yeah. And uh, it's significant to yeah, you. Yeah. I would it nev- means something. I would never forget something like that. Yeah, no, I agree. I uh, and plus, I I kind of cheat. I have some some people's birthdays and things in my in my phone. So you know, like friends from high school or college that I don't see as much anymore. Yeah. I still have their birthday in my phone, and sometimes uh-huh. I'll send them a text or whatever yeah. just to say hi or something like that. Just you know, out of just pure keeping keeping up with yeah. folks and seeing how yeah. they're doing and checking in with them. So. The person who has or had the greatest memory is my mom. Yeah? Yeah, she died six years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. She remembered, like, what she received for a wedding gift and from whom she received it. And she remembered the the birth times of each of us kids and how many hours she was in labor with each of us. It was just kind of amazing that i have a sister who is maybe not quite so good as mom but nearly as good as mom so yeah it always amazes me too with um especially with oddly enough with people that are about to about to pass away right it's almost like when they're kind of in that almost twilight zone of you know that they're going to be passing soon they just seem that like their memory just becomes like ironclad and Uh it's almost like the the flash drive just downloads yeah, all the stuff yeah. from their whole life and they just can name everything off. Yes, having Isn't that crazy. Having been with dying people and including my dad more recently, uh, yeah. I would love to know what that experience is like. Not that I'm yeah. wanting I was to say, be in that yeah. situation let's, myself. Let's, yeah, how about thirty more years? Yeah, of Father we'll, Joe we'll wait a little bit. That. But uh, uh, yeah, I just love to know what they're experiencing what's going on in their heads and in their hearts yeah yeah definitely um definitely powerful i've seen it my myself i remember um most recently my my grandpa passed away in uh 2019 i believe and that was really hard because we were really good really good friends too Uh Uh um and 
I just remember him giving me sort of a farewell discourse, if you will. And of course, oh, wow. I had like I had like you know I loved him so much. I loved all my grandparents, but I loved him so much, and he was like the last one. So when when he died, when I knew he was gonna die, I you know went to the hospital and just saw him, and and I literally collapsed on top of him, like because I just didn't want him to. Yeah. It's like I didn't want to let go of him. And then I like started to slip. And then my dad came over and he started kind of holding me up, like, because I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was so messed up with emotion and I was just not ready for him to die. But, you know, he told me all these amazing things and, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to share what he said, but it was just really, really touching what, what he had said to me about myself and my life and how, Mm -hmm. you know, just proud he was and everything. And some of it I couldn't even understand. It was almost like he was like taken over by something but he was a he was a good christian man and he always he was always a a very good example of being a christian man and but he just in those last couple of days it was like his mind just like steel yeah. trap it's yeah. crazy kind of crystallized yeah. yeah it's yeah it's almost like it's almost like you know there's a switch flipped or something mm. anyways we'll have to talk about oh, dying that's a people great memory yeah how how are you father things are fine. good doing fine um, Enjoyed the Indian summer last week. I did. That's good. I did. Uh, still grieving the loss of summer. <laughs> yeah, that sounds crazy. But I feel uh, it. I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe maybe we could you know relocate to somewhere down in yeah, Florida or something. Nice. Yeah, or Arizona. You know, at this point, I'm obviously going to stay in Northwest Ohio, but there's part of me that thinks. Would it have been nice if my grandpa and grandmas had uh, settled in Florida somewhere? Right. In California. Uh, but I'm not going to move out of northwest Ohio because this is where family and extended family are and it's where I want to be. But, uh, you know, it, had, it happened 100 years ago that they moved to Florida. That wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, I I would um I would concur there, you know. Um I I enjoy the seasons, I just don't enjoy the snow. I don't know how you feel about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we're lucky that we haven't we haven't had uh real uh, bad winters yeah. recently. Um and you know, people kind of make jokes about me traveling back and forth from the home to the church here and uh if the weather is bad i certainly don't have to do that uh yeah. I have people who drive me and uh even in the nice weather if i want all i have to do is ask so uh, uh if it is too bad though in real cold i'll just get a ride <laughs> love that love that yep yeah. um but yeah, it's certainly yeah been been really nice to have a little bit of extra, you know. I almost call it like overtime of, uh, you know, things that are things that are happening uh, with the weather and stuff. You just you just never really know in in this state in this time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, the the winters have been milder, and it seems as if you know we haven't been hit as hard as much with the snow. I'm guessing at some point you know things are gonna uh, you know kind of seek level, and we're yeah. gonna have a big blizzard at some point but let's let's not uh let's not worry about that today let's just uh 
you know, we're, uh, I think today is, let's see, how, how many weeks away are we from? Thanksgiving is three weeks away. Whoa. Are you a big Thanksgiving guy, Father? Uh, yes. Probably more Thanksgiving than Christmas. This is why we're friends. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, Thanksgiving is the best, best yeah, holiday. Uh, um, for years, my just older sister and her husband have hosted our bigger family at their home in Huron. They have Excellent. a nice big home. Yeah. And this is the first year in the last several that they're not going to be at home for Thanksgiving. They're going to their son's house oh. who lives in Pennsylvania. So we're going to do something as a family just because we're used to having Thanksgiving as our coming together time. Sure, yeah, uh, that's a great, that's a but, great uh, time. Yeah. I, at, for Christmas Day, I really don't do anything. And yeah. Dad and I used to have Christmas by ourselves at the nursing home, and some people would find that very sad. It was just fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we'll uh, get together as a family for Thanksgiving, and then at Christmas time, my sisters and my brother do kind of their own family things, and so I don't have any big Christmas plans, and really, I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I feel that. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of the. I feel bad for for my family because in more recent times, you know, my my parents and then my my aunt and now Marissa, and and me just kind of you know. It's very chill. You know, it's like a sweatpants Christmas. Uh-huh. Like, because I get home and I'm like half dead, right? Sure, sure. Because after all it's the... It's a busy uh, yeah. couple days. And this year especially, I think, you know, with all with all I'm hoping to put into the Christmas masses mm. and really, you know, first Christmas as the director, I want to make it amazing. So mm. I, I think I'm going to be extra, extra gassed after I get done with, with all that. And plus, of course, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday this year. So I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, that was. Um, oh, so our fourth Sunday of Advent is like a day. It's basically like several hours. Okay, and yeah. then we switch right into Christmas mode. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be exciting. But six, I think it's like six or seven masses in like seventy-two hours or something. Uh, My hands are gonna be bleeding. Yeah, they're gonna be bleeding. Yeah, that's more work like for Jimi you. Hendrix after yeah. Woodstock. You know, yeah. just voice is gone, hands are shot. Gets home on Christmas and just probably goes to bed. So, mm-hmm. but anyways, um, well, keep your expectations low. <laughs> that's good. You know, you know don't right. don't get all hyper about it, or you're just gonna work yourself. That's true. To death. That's true. That's true. Yeah. L- listen to Father Joe. Give me great advice. Get great that's, life advice on the podcast. Yeah. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. I love it. All right. Um, thank you, Father. First of all, and second of all, let's get into some a uh, couple items here um, going on around the parish for, for this week. I know uh, tomorrow we have a family dinner night, uh, which is a, kind of a friendsgiving theme. Uh, that's what Bobby told me for again uh, preparing for Thanksgiving uh, families with younger children. Uh, if you're interested in going to that, please contact Bobby, and he will give you some details. And of course. I'm guessing bring a dish to share, probably a delicious potluck Thanksgiving-esque dinner, so that'd be really cool. Then uh, there's also a high school fall retreat uh, the 17th to the 19th of this month. So if you are interested in that, again, please talk to Bobby. 
And I think other than that, and of course, looking ahead to Thanksgiving, we will have a mass at 9 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. One of my favorites of the whole year, even though it's not a holy day of obligation. It's just a beautiful, beautiful mass and uh, a great opportunity to just give thanks and um, have have a little bit of time with the Lord before you go watch the Macy's parade and all the football and eat seven pounds of turkey. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like what I'm going to do. But, uh, yeah. So, you uh, know, two years ago on Thanksgiving, when I first arrived here, yeah, that was the first Mass that I preached, was Thanksgiving Mass. I do. I remember that. Yeah. I was there. You remember. Wow. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember what I said? Because <laughs> I don't. I think that was the one where you, you said something about what we referenced last week about you having three bastards degrees. I think that was your opening opening line for that. You make it sound like I was bragging. I know. I was like, <laughs> well, no, I like, I was like, man, this dude's smart. I better listen up to this guy. He's got some wisdom. Yeah. He's gonna hit me yeah. with something right now. Right. <laughs> and you did, and you did, and every homily you 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 preach, you do, you know, wow. hit hit some Thank great wisdom you. nuggets. So, um, are we ready for the gospel reading, Father? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do and observe everything they tell you, but do not act as they act. For they speak, but they do not do. They bring burdens that are heavy and hard to bear and place them on men's shoulders. But they themselves refuse to lift a finger to remove them. They perform all their actions to be seen by men. They broaden their phylacteries. phylacteries. They wear outsized tassels. They love the highest places at meals and the front seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace and to be called rabbi. You must not be called rabbi for you have only one teacher and you are all brothers and sisters. Call no one upon earth father. You have one father, your father in heaven. Nor must you be called leaders. You have one leader, Christ. He who is greatest among you will be your servant. Anyone who will exalt himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Very interesting. Again, for the second week in a row, Jesus is really... um kind of taking it to the people he's addressing and really kind of giving them pretty strong orders. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was having a discussion with somebody recently about Jesus and their depiction of him is just like your best friend, full of love, full of mercy, so kind. And Jesus is all of that, of course, but there are times, like in this gospel, where he's got a little uh, bite to him. Yeah, got a little bite to him. Yeah. Um, 
it's kind of uh, you know like a like a parent, right? Parents are friendly exactly. and exactly they're you know nice a lot of the times, but sometimes they have to kind of right say like yo listen up yeah I'm in charge here right. so right. Uh, no we're not going to McDonald's for lunch today we're gonna go home and have vegetables yeah. right you know and kids don't always appreciate that that a parent has to not just be a friend but yeah. has to be a parent and has to kind of set up some boundaries about what's in and what's out and kids don't understand that kids don't appreciate that but as we get older we have a and become parents uh, have a greater appreciation of the fact that there has to be somebody who says this is in this is out yeah i agree kind of checks and balances i guess if you will i mean jesus kind of says like you know we're we're all friends here but just so you know, yeah, these are right. This is kind of the. It's like it's like going to you know, like we had uh, a couple of weeks ago for, um, the dedication anniversary, uh, the Zacchaeus Gospel, right? Uh, it's kind of like going to stay at somebody's house, right? Jesus went to stay at Zacchaeus's house, right? So it's kind of like going to stay at somebody's house, like, oh yeah, you can stay at my house. We're gonna have a fun time, but like, here's the ground rules, like, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's all sorts of yeah. different protocols that. You yeah. you that's a good analogy. Kind of yeah. ex, you know follow when you're at whether they're written or whether they're unwritten, mm-hmm. right? You're mm-hmm. not gonna put your feet on the table if you go to somebody's right. house for dinner. Uh, you're not gonna you know just go and do you know take your shoes off and rub your feet on the you know couch or something. You're not gonna you know there's certain things that you just don't. Well, you would, but oh, I <laughs> would. Yeah, I totally would, and I do that. I do that a lot to so to, to friends when I go to their house, but um. I think again, it's just he kind of sets the sets the mm-hmm. table for, um, just kind of, again, being like almost law law and order in a in in mm-hmm. a way, but in a nice way, right? Yeah, you know, Jesus says elsewhere, "I have not come to abolish the law; I have right. come to fulfill it." So it's not like the law is bad. The law gives us those those uh, borders. For yeah. what is right, yeah. what is right in our relationship with God, what is right in our relationships with one another. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, you know, just a minute ago, what what's inbounds and what's out of bounds, and kind of, again, last week, like we talked about with the with the Ten Commandments, right? As well, for specifically the commandment of loving loving God and loving neighbor, loving self, right? Those are that's kind of the framework. Right, that he has basically directly given us, mm-hmm. right, and this again, right, he's kind of setting up a framework for the people again that are listening, and for all of us, all Christians, all Catholics, right, that this is, you know, again, these are the this is inbounds, right, right, right. and this, you know, if if you go outside of this, right, you're going to be humbled, right, and mm-hmm. if you humble yourself, you know, before me, before my Father, before the Spirit, you will be exalted, mm-hmm. right, forever mm-hmm. and ever, Amen. Yeah, and. Jesus is essentially saying today is that we've got to be authentic. Yeah. You know, we can't say one thing and do another. That's that's hypocrisy. Uh, so it's it being who we say that we are. And the scribes and the Pharisees, you know, they, they wore their phylacteries, which kind of a leather box mm-hmm. with scripture passages 
they wore they're widening the phylacteries for show, forgetting mm-hmm. that it was about the word of God. Yeah, it was status, right? It, yeah, it was became a status thing. They were putting more attention on themselves than they were on the Lord. Yeah, that that's what Jesus' criticism was. Right. Um, so it's just a reminder to us to keep God at the center of all that we are and all that we do. Agree. And again, kind of touching back on last week as well, loving God, but also keeping God in the center and um, really not submitting to the Mm -hmm. world, not submitting Mm -hmm. to the vices, the views of the world, really just understanding, you know, kind of like almost like having noise canceling headphones on, right? Just Mm. focusing on the one message, right? Like if somebody's listening to this right now on a noise canceling headphones, that's just the two of our voices that they're, they're hearing, Mm -hmm. right? It's a singular message. They're not hearing birds chirping. They're not hearing car horns. They're not hearing anything else, but, but us right now. And again, that's kind of the singular thing that sometimes we need to have. We just need to have that kind of take down the noise right and like you said just kind of don't be overly mm-hmm. anything except for Still a follower right. of god and being authentic right right i'm thinking of my friend father tony borgia mm-hmm. who died i don't know exactly some years ago right. and uh tony was a great guy great priest and he worked a lot with the high school youth of our diocese. He was the director of the youth department for a while. And one of the things that he would say in his conversations with them, in his conversations with me when we lived together while he was uh, the director, is walk like you talk. Yep. Walk like a talk. And again, a very simple kind of message that high school students got and that has stayed with me for all these years too. The, just to remember, again, don't be a hypocrite. Do what you say you're going to do. Be who you say that you are. And uh, yeah, just thinking about Tony. I think uh, that's great. Yeah, Father Tony. His funeral mass was at the cathedral. I don't know what the seating capacity of the cathedral is, but it's big. And that cathedral was full. Wow. I mean, it was a lot of former high school students. Yeah, what a great testament to his life. Yeah, Yeah. it was just a, a great testament. Now, if I died and had my funeral at the cathedral, we might fill some of the first pews, oh. <laughs> but that's that's just the impact that Tony had on the lives of the youth and really on, on me too. In that's the awesome. Two years that we lived together. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. Well, Father, it, this has been a wonderful two-week run we've had on the podcast. I've really enjoyed having you here with well, me. Well, I've so appreciated it too. Thank you. Absolutely. Would thank you like you. to lead us in a final prayer? I would. All I right. would. In the name of the Father and of the Son. Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, as we enter into these last weeks of the church year, we remember that you are the source of all that we are and all that we do. Keep us ever mindful of 
your place in our lives, your place in our hearts, and help us to act upon that knowledge to be the people who you call us to be. Through Christ our Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you so much again. You can take next week off. How about that? All right. I think I will. (laughs) All right. And friends, I will be back with you next week with Father Jeff as usual, and we will talk to you then, and we'll see you this weekend. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.